passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil that beach pod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene product. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair. And maybe you've grown some winter man tits. At least you can make them hairless. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com and getting 20% off in free shipping with my promo code Bubba. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full-body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or your treasure chest in your pants, doesn't matter. This is the best trimmer on the market. Inside the Performance Package, you're going to find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and Moisturizer. Because we all know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. Nobody likes nose hairs, so their package comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 as well. You're also going to get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, about a $39 value, and the patented high-performance Reduced Chafing Manscaped Boxers. And if you're wearing sandals, you're going to need to get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. Having the right tools for grooming is a essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at manscaped.com. That's 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles at manscaped.com. Promo code Bubba. All righty, let's do this. This is like, you're like up there on this huge cloud it feels that way doing all the necessary adjustments welcome to the Anna Hummel show Anna's law Kevin's law combination <laughs> Kevin thank you so much for um for staying over we're getting started a little early today because Kevin and I started talking after the show and he starts telling me you know we're, we're, we're updating each other on each other's lives and we start talking about you know, intermittent fasting, something I'm very passionate about. And I said, uh, can we save this for the air? And you said, yeah, no problem. And I said, excellent. Perfect. Well, yeah, but, but, you know, but, but that's, that's the thing. And I think that a lot of people, and I go back to like 20 years ago, and I would come in because naturally when you see your friend, you mm-hmm. want to talk about what you've been doing. Sure. And I used to do it with Bob. I'd come in and i go, oh, let me tell you a story. He's like, stop, 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 stop. Because if you tell the story... First, it organically is never the same. It's never as good and, but, the but, second but, time but around. You, but you can't explain that you can't recreate it, and you don't know it. And for years, I thought he was just being a jerk. Right. But but you don't know it until you're in it, and then mm. you kind of go, "Well, this why this is why you do it." So it's there's a, a spontaneity factor that's really hard to kind of put into words, but it's just 
the timing is just off. It just never is good. You never get the genuine response from the other person the second time around. You have to go like, oh, really? Like you have to pretend you yeah, haven't heard the story. It, it, it doesn't work. It's just not the same. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can we can talk. I don't know how much time you have. I know you're a very busy man, so I don't want to hold you up. That's but okay. I'm happy to have you as long as you know as as long as you're willing to stay. Um, so so tell us about. I'll just start with what I've been interested in probably for the last like two years is I've really switched from more of a aesthetic kind of obsession with, you know, working out fitness, like what's going to make me, you know, the thinnest, the hottest, the this, the that to a complete 182 longevity. And I know we both kind of have a crush on Peter Atiyah. I think that's well, a thing yeah, we've discussed I, I think, I just, I, in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And part of that world is... You know, the cryotherapy, the saunaing, the intermittent fasting. And and I told you that, you know, I'm big on that. Oh, hey, Brian from Philly, $20 on the cash app. Thank you very much. <laughs> Not cash app, uh, uh, super chat. Um, but one of the main tenets of kind of taking care of yourself and something that I preach and people are annoyed with me talking about because I talk about it ad nauseum is the intermittent fasting. And you said something that completely surprised me. You look to me and you go, I've done two 72-hour fasts. Yes. I just stared at you, just absolutely <laughs> crushing my my record by a full day, two times. So um, why did you do it? What prompted you to do it? And what prompted you to do it twice? I know. it's a, So I think to do that, I think that the, the thing that, that, that is great about life and bad about life is I feel like I learn a lot of really good lessons too late. Interesting. And, and I, and as you know, and, and I overdo it, but I share so much with my kids and my family about uh, our discoveries. And a lot of times it's collective discoveries. And one of the things that I think that kind of is a segue into to this conversation is what has value. And when I say what has value, what has value in people's lives? And for a lot of time, I think I've got it really wrong. And what I mean by that is I always presumed that my goal is to provide a situation, an environment for me that is comfortable, that is very comfortable, like standpoint of like sitting by a pool in a resort drinking pina coladas. Right. Like that that, that should be my goal. That That is, I'm working to be in a situation where I'm completely comfortable, where I can sleep in, do what I want, be very relaxed get massages on the beach and, and eat what I want and, and sort of not gluttony, but like whatever, you know, like that should lean be lean into pleasure. Y yes, exactly. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Then as I kind of explore things, I realize what really has value are things that are difficult because mm -hmm. we, we as humans in a society, I think have got this wrong and it used to be sort of nineties mentality, you know, get a 5,000 square foot house, get a plane, get a boat, all, all these things that we should want, get that, get that $10,000 bag. If you're a girl, you know, get that, whatever it is for the guy that you want, uh, jewelry or, or these status symbol things. And now I've kind of come back, maybe not full circle, but more the things that have value are things that are difficult. Right. And, and in that, you know, within my family, we kind of each challenged ourselves to do hard things and take the difficult route. Mm -hmm. And the difficult route 
<laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And I, and I sat two nights ago with Duncan Punkin, and who is, those who don't know, is my six foot six West Point grad. And I think I share with you, and many people don't know, he went to Furman, my undergrad, for two years and transferred to West Point. And in doing so, got zero credit for those years and had to do another four years at West Point. And he did that because it was hard and because it was right. And West Point is very, very difficult intentionally. But the the issue is, now that it's over, was that the right path? And though it was really difficult and he had to embrace the suck, and that's the kind of a West Point expression, Mm -hmm. the value that 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 gave him in doing so and and why that was somewhat important. And just like that, you look at fitness, you look at lifestyle, you look at a lot of these choices and what I errantly thought that were that the goal should be for this pleasure. Yeah. It's the exact opposite. So I started leaning into that. Right. From a fitness standpoint, I leaned it from life I mean running for congress was not easy. That was really hard. Sure. But you know, but the only thing, not the only some of the things that have really value value to me yeah are hard things well i think and again i do i've been doing a lot of work on myself for the last decade in terms of you know challenging myself learning new things um i mean i feel like you, you name it i've kind of looked into it to just see whether it's relationships whether it's health whether it's whatever and some of the 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 things that a lot of these people that I that I listen to have in common is that we're chasing the wrong bag. Much like you were saying, you were chasing, you know, the resort lifestyle where you can eat whatever you want and you have servants and you have cool cars and, and houses and whatnot. And those things are great. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I think people assume that they just that they should be chasing happiness when really they should be chasing fulfillment. And a lot of times you know, happiness is very fleeting. There's 20 times a day when I'm happy and 20 times a day when I'm sad and 20 times a day, you know, whatever that I'm feeling every which way, you know, you're like, oh, I love this song. Oh man, a red light. Oh, this is cool. Oh, I'm late. Oh no, I'm on time. Okay. The traffic's fine. You know, that those, those feelings and emotions are so transient that, you know, you're never really going to bottle happiness up and have it all the time. Even if your life is, you know, essentially perfect from the outside, but fulfillment is much more hard to get a grasp on because like you said you don't just get fulfillment from winning the lottery no you don't get fulfillment from you know uh get buying the maybe maybe buying the new house you know initially but it it fades yeah it It fades it It fades but when you're like wow i impacted people's lives or i am a good father or a good husband or um i i do hard things and i can accomplish them that sort of stuff really, really sticks with you and gives you a, a sense that you kind of always have with yourself that's unlike happiness or sadness or depression or something like that that's a bit more transient. Fulfillment is like, you know, even at any point in the day when I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm, you know, I'm not happy to be awake at 4.55 a.m. or whatever. But in that moment, you go, are you fulfilled? You go, yeah. But, but, uh, but, yeah. but, but Anna, yeah, we're describing things that cannot be purchased. Right. They right. have to be earned. Right. Right. And, and, and and guess what? It's not for the faint of heart and it's not for the people that separates the people that talk about it, the doers and the talkers. Mm-hmm. And and you get so much more by doing you get you get that. There's just <laughs> it, it's just an awesome feeling, even though it completely sucks in the moment. Yeah. 
you get so much reward out of it, it's hard to explain. So, you know, I went down the rabbit hole and, and I still every day, one of the things that I talked to, I've talked to a lot of friends about in the past is for me personally, I feel, and this is sounding weird, not that I'm a failure, mm-hmm. but I feel I've not done anything. I feel I've not accomplished anything it. or enough. Like enough, you're never an, satisfied. An, well, enough. I feel like I've okay. like, like I've lived to such a small percentage of my potential. Hmm. And, I, and I feel not like, but I always feel like I've just, like I've really not, I've not done as much as I should or could do. And do, you, I, do you get that from like comparing yourself to others or? Com- comparing myself to others from the standpoint of what they've accomplished, knowing that I had a higher potential, maybe that's egotistically in my mind, but but people, and I'm like, and, and also frustrated that I've not done the necessary work to get to where those folks are, knowing that I have the ability to do that, and it's very frustrating. When hmm. you when you've given us when you've given a sense of, you know, I I look at how much time I waste, and time's a huge commodity. I look at the efforts that I focus on that I shouldn't be focusing on. And then I try to keep bringing myself back to center of like present. What has value? What can I get value out of? What bring? Because when I at the end of the day, when I work really hard on something, when I really go go into something, when I really kind of, and it doesn't take that much time either. Yeah. It, it it's it, we all think oh we don't have time to do it. yeah we do we have time to do all amazing things we mm-hmm. we all should be able to speak seven languages I haven't taken the time to do that mm-hmm. we should all read more books right I need have time to do that we all should sleep eight hours a day right we can control that right mm-hmm. we need to get rid of negative thoughts we need to control our diet we mm-hmm. need to get rid of processed sugar we need to I mean there's <laughs> there's we need to work out we need yeah. all these things that we need to do that that we're we're not we're not doing you know Warren Buffett talks about that great he has a video clip where he says listen. Everybody, I could give everybody a brand new car, but that's the only car I give you. Are you going to take care of that car? Which is analogies your body and the value of health. And that led me to our pre-conversation about fasting. Yeah. And I really got into, did a deep dive into the benefits of fasting, which I, I know you know, because you've read about it, you know, yeah. the, the release of, of the attacking on cortisol the release, the release of testosterone, uh, the release of the cells, the immune system, the immune reboot. system reboot yeah. that helps fight it, and that that how your body then and and just getting into a, a fat burning state where you exhaust all your glucose reserves, and now you're actually burning stored energy on your on your body. Um, I, I think that I've recently, probably in the last like five or six months, I'm like obsessed with metabolic dysfunction. Right. I talk about it all the time and, and different facets of it, whether it be, you know, for women, PCOS, that's like a, almost like a form of diabetes, you know, obviously diabetes, heart disease, um, uh, hypertension, Alzheimer's, all these things that, you know, people just think are inevitabilities. The more I learn, Kevin, I'm learning that they're fucking not, that all this is preventable and that the system is working, not just, you know, I'm put, not that I'm putting on my tinfoil hat, but kind of, but the system is working against us. There's no way in 2023, the more money that we keep throwing at all this research, the sicker we're getting. It doesn't make any sense, Kevin. It makes, it seems to be that the, the systems that, that you know, uh, the powers that be want us 
to remain sick and get sicker because those are where the profits lie. So I, I'm I'm not going to bite there, <laughs> but but I will. In. But but I will say a, a couple things, some truisms. Yeah. Let's let's go with things that we know a thousand percent that that are not controversial in 2023. You know, and I was talking to Missy, my sweet wife, the other night. We were going to see a movie, which we went to see Mission Sound Impossible Two, which oh. we haven't seen a movie in a theater in probably five years. But which was that's one of the things that COVID has probably killed early, <laughs> yeah. which is sad because I go to movies. But yeah. but my point is, we saw someone smoking out in the parking lot. Which is in jarring. Two, it, it, <laughs> yeah. Well, in 2023, well, you know, and, and we spent a lot of time, spent a month in Eastern Europe, where a large sect of that population, especially in Serbia, high number of people that smoke. I mean, it was probably 80 percent of the people smoke and they smoke, you know, filterless cigarettes are rolling them and smoking them. Yeah. Chain smoking. And the question becomes in 2023, knowing what we know right now, no one ever should smoke. Right. Right. I mean, that's just like so simple. Basic. Yeah. Just things you would not do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like jumping out of a plane without a parachute. Things mm-hmm. you would not do. It is makes so much sense, right? Also, locally here, and I love my friends that drive motor, that operate a motorcycle, but operate a motorcycle in Pinellas County makes no sense because of the number of, the, I think the life expectancy of someone on a motorcycle in Pinellas County is like six years. And I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it's not because they're a bad driver, but be, they get hit. We've got a lot of bad drivers, and they get hit, and and they don't have any protection. They die. Mm-hmm. Or even if they do, I mean, it's just very very sad. I mean, go in the middle, go out west, go where there's not people, get 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 away from it. But intra-city motorcycle driving, and I love my motorcycle driving friends. I, I I think it's great. I embrace it. You have the freedom to do it if you want to. But my concern is, wow, you're putting yourself at a high risk. Mm-hmm. And I've had too many friends. That that's an issue. But you look at things like that, what I call low hanging fruit. And you say, well, that that's what we should do. You go into the sauna issue, and it, it's sort of right now, the data is crystal clear that if you get into a sauna X amount of you know, minutes a week, you cut your chance of MIs, myocardial infarctions, heart attacks, by 50%. You, you cut your stroke down by 50%, and it's not difficult to sit in a sauna, right? No, not for me, at least. Uh, Brian from Philly, $10. He says fasting cured his uh, type 2 diabetes. That's fantastic. And it's free. I, no one is more Jewish than me in that regard. It's free, Kevin. You don't have to buy anything extra. You just have to not eat for a little bit longer. Sorry, continue. So so along those lines, you know, I kind of said, what are the things that I can do that aren't difficult, that I can move into my everyday, that I need to do to make me a better person, to make me, to use the word, more fulfilled, I use the Asian term balance. They don't talk about happiness life. They talk about balance, Mm -hmm. that a balanced life is what we should move and strive for. And there's no such thing as happy. And when someone says, you're not making me happy, that's not the job to make you happy. Mm -hmm. Our goal not should be happy. Mm -mm. We shouldn't be seeking pleasure. We should be thinking and doing hard things Mm -hmm. because hard things make us feel better anyway. Anybody who's gone to work and done a really good hard day work and feel really good about it, that's they felt really accomplished. No no one feels confident for no reason. Yes. You feel confident because you look back and you're like, oh, I did X, Y, Z. You have all the data points to suggest I'm a competent person. Yes. You know, and I, I don't I need I need to send you this clip. I don't know if you listen to Chris Williamson, and I'm sure you know who David Goggins is, but there's this um it's a quote. I don't know if it's their quote or something, but they go, you know, you don't gain confidence from just screaming self-affirmations at yourself in the mirror. You get it from having undeniable proof that you say who you are, who you say you are. 
which is through all the hard things that you've done. So me just looking in the mirror and going, you're amazing. You're awesome. You're fantastic. Like that doesn't do anything. You got to go do some stuff. And you go, you know what? I was able to get choked out you know, and almost go under by a preteen. You know, I can definitely handle a little bit discomfort while I'm sitting here in this traffic. I'm fine. Right. I'm good. But, but see that you just described, which are actions. Yeah. And of course, you know, the beginning of a thousand mile journey begins with one step. And, and so the fasting piece, I got into the weeds reading about it. And of course I, I tend to be a type A personality. I can't do anything lightly. So my first two, and I'd done a little intermittent fasting, you know, my, my course, my, my concern right now is I want to have, you know, coffee in the morning with cream in it. So that, that, yeah. that throws it off. But I have no problem waiting till like one o'clock to have my first meal. But I said, what if I incorporated a weekly fast as a way to kind of help the health piece? So I did, I started, I did a week in between. I did two 72-hour fasts. So let me be completely transparent. I set it for a 72-hour fast. The first one I got to 57 hours. And um, at 57 hours, I was completely zoning out. Okay. Where, where where I was like, I had no problem. This was me. A twenty or four hour fast for me was not a big deal. Now, how much had you fasted prior to that? None. None. Zero. Like twelve hours. To well, 14, I mean, like... to my accident, not a nothing okay. intentional. Okay. So you eat like at a normal time, like six seven at night. You you would eat breakfast at like eight in the morning, something like that. Yeah, but or, typical for, 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 you. for me, I, th- my typical day is eat sometimes late because I get home late, mm-hmm. and then I would usually have either a tea or I start drinking coffee in the morning, mm-hmm. no, no food of substance except the weekend, and then eat around noon. So okay. one meal at noon, one meal call at six or seven, no breakfast during the week, breakfast on the weekend, mm-hmm. typical lifestyle, and then I'm drinking unsweet iced tea uh, or I'm drinking coffee with cream in the morning, which kind of screws up the, the, the intermittent well, fasting. A little bit better than sugar, but yeah. But... But I said, let me do just cold turkey, 72-hour fast. So I said, that, and I set it for 72 hours. First one, I got 57 hours. So, so when you say fast, I just want to be clear. Just water and water. black coffee or? No black coffee, just, just water. Just water. Wow. Okay. And I, did, right. and I did water with no electrolytes. Okay. I know, which, right. I, which I didn't, see, that's just my naivety. I didn't know. Mm. So I hit, I hit first one, I did 57 hours. So I, about 52 hours, man, I was, it was, it was tough. The fifty the fifty hour mark for me it became tough. Okay, not because I was hungry, just because I was like zoning zoning out a little mm-hmm. bit. Brain fog. Yeah, I, it just was hard for me to, you know, it was hard for me to focus. Yeah. First one, and then the second one, I got to seventy two hours, but um, I was the the last four hours I was really ready to, not because I was hungry, but because I needed something in my system to feel normal again. Okay. But I. I, I kind of was trying to figure out what system could I put in place that I could be consistent with. For me, I think would be good for me would be to like a Sunday night, have an early dinner, be done by five, uh-huh. don't eat Monday, and then have my first meal Tuesday at noon. You want to do that on a weekly basis? Yeah, I, that's like not a big deal. What about like a, doing a... a less lengthy fast but you know more frequently so for me like i typically fast between 18 and 24 hours every day right you're was, shredded that too if you, if you notice that you yeah just... i am i'll show the camera the, the, the guns because they they obviously want to see them again so that's but, but you've got you've gotten just shredded and how long have you been doing to get that shredded 
Um, I mean, honestly, probably in like the first six weeks. Here's the reason why I started fasting, Kevin, is because I gained a bunch of weight when I first started working here. I didn't understand why. Because you weren't moving. No, I was moving a lot, Kevin, actually. Um, It was... I was my feeding window was probably from about 5 a.m. till about 8 p.m. So even though I was eating quote unquote healthy, I was constantly in a fed state. And so my insulin levels were always high. And, you know, for people that are into this sort of stuff, if your insulin is always high, you know, it's a hormone that tells your body to store energy, store fat. And that's what was happening. I was just putting on a lot of weight. So I, I, uh, I started researching some stuff and ran into this guy named Dr. Jason Fung. And this guy really changed my life. Fung? Uh, I think it's, yeah, F-U-N-G, okay. I think. Um, he's a Canadian doctor, uh, a kidney specialist, but he, he's like the leading researcher in, in fasting. So I, I saw something on the internet with him, and it was something, like, infuriating, like, clickbait, like, c- calories don't matter, you know, s- sort of thing. So I clicked on it just, you know, enraged. Like, this is ridiculous, calories in, calories out. And to be honest with you, Kevin, I thought it was my age. Like, I was, I thought, you know, I'm 30 at the time, 33. I guess my metabolism is slowing down, and I'm just going to start gaining weight. This is, <laughs> you accept your reality. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I guess I have to accept this new body. I, I don't know what to do. I was just putting on weight kind of like crazy. And 15 pounds isn't that much, but on a someone who's 5'3", right, in my right. frame, makes, that's, makes a difference here. it does, yeah. So I uh, I started doing research, and I kind of ran into intermittent fasting. I go, why would it matter if you have the you know the same amount, amount of calories within a 10-hour period versus a 4-hour period? Defies logic. And, and here's the thing. like, Oftentimes, you eat a lot less when you're intermittent fasting, but... Nevertheless, I decided to give it a try, and I almost immediately was like, oh, my digestion is better. I'm not bloated 24-7. I'm sleeping better. You know, everything just started to change. The fat just essentially melted off of my body. Um, But most, like most things, Kevin, uh, when you have obsessive compulsive disorder, well, no, the reverse, um, you know, I take a good thing and I and I do it until it's destructive. You wear it out. So yep. if 18 hours is good, uh, 72 hours is better. Yeah. So I, I went from not being able to do 12 hours to doing 45 hours, you know. Consistently? Uh, not not consistently. That was my, my max record was 45 hours. So uh, I took a good thing and I... Uh, I, I made it weird? Did you, <laughs> I turned it into a bad thing. Did you, did you feel weird at the end? Um, yes. Yes. Um, it to me, it, which is strange because, you know, you know me, I'm not a religious and not really a, a spiritual person. I kind Yet. of am more now. Yeah. It's spiritual in a different sense, yes. in, in more of a, a state of awe right. of the body, the world, the universe sort of a way. Sure. Um, it really puts you in a in a spiritual state of mind when you get into that second day of fasting. Yes, yes, 100%. Right? You start being very in tune with what your body's doing, what you're feeling, Yes. you know, pain, hunger. You know, you can almost like reason yourself out of it. You're like, it's like, a, a, a it's uncomfortable, but it's not horrible. Like, it's, I can it's, it's easily... A battle, it's a battle in your head. Right. And also I learned, which was, it's unusual for someone who is, you know, 34 years old, that hunger is a transient state. It is. I thought it was like going to the bathroom, like you, it's going to get worse no, until no. you relieve yourself, but you can be hungry and then wait and then it goes away. It's about eight minutes. Yeah. It's so and, I mean, you read so, about that. They talk about it. It, it is. It comes I didn't and know goes. that until pretty recently. So and you work through it. And you go, I'm not hungry anymore. I, right. Did doing you, did hard you, things. Did you wake up? So for me, so night one, night two, night two. So I'm past 48 hours of not eating, mm-hmm. I was waking up and dreaming about eating. 
<laughs> did you get those dreams? Uh, no, because I only did I think two nights in not a not in a fed state. So um, yeah, it it was it wasn't that bad for me. But like you did three, I think. Right? I did. Yeah. It did. So that that that's pretty crazy. But I, but, but I was so shaky the last. God, that last you know that the hours between sixty and in in the seventies. Insane. <laughs> oh, I just I felt yeah. I I, I, I did. I was worried about driving. Yeah. I yeah. was worried about driving, but I, then I became so like, I want to accomplish this. And I, I have an app on here. I wish I, I, I don't know which app. It's a timer app. It's silly. Uh, people but, have sent me screenshots of their, but, their but, fast but, but, but I only do it just because it was, I like looking at it. Sure. It's like checking out. Yeah. Um, my brother-in-law is a big faster and he's, he, he uh, Peter, I, I think I, you've met him before. I need you, you, you'd be a good, you guys are very similar in the way that you see the world, but, mm. um, so he has fast life. He he went vegan for about five years. Okay. Just for reasons of health. Okay. He's been alcohol free for like six years. That's fantastic. Well, just for health. Yeah. I mean, he looks at, he just, he's very matter of fact, like, hey, um, it's poison <laughs> and it doesn't help me. Right. Right. And, and it's not that fun to be drunk. <laughs> and, and, but, 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 he, but his was very a philosophical yeah. analysis of like, hmm, how does that give me value? Right. And and if I'm putting money into this, shouldn't I put money? I mean, this was like very, <laughs> not like, you know, it's just a different conversation. But I, I think, so how, I want to, I want you to motivate me real quick. So yeah. you, you went and did intermittent fasting. Yeah. You started, get, you got shredded within six weeks. Not six weeks, but I started noticing significant, like weight I thought was never coming Stubborn off. Stubborn nap company. Yeah. And I, and I went, oh, all I had to do was just wait to eat breakfast like did, that was it did, did it did it for most people and people listening here the stubborn weight is around the midsection which typically is cortisol based mm-hmm. which they say okay I, I got this i got all this you know mid weight i can't get rid of that i'll call it a beer belly or whatever it is it might yeah. be a wheat belly but whatever whatever that is i can't get rid of that did that assist you and attack that area yeah, I mean, um, but it's of course overall you can't spot reduce. Yeah, you can't you can't spot, do any spot reduction. But for me, yeah, it's like a, a typical woman, but stomach. Yeah, I couldn't see. I used to have you know a little bit more ab definition before before when I started working here that was gone. So right. I was like you know, and again, I I want to reiterate, I was never fat. Like I was never you know, I, I'm no, not no, delusional. No, no, no one said that. I know, I, but some people are like you're calling yourself. I'm like no, I wasn't. But also, I I work out all the time. You're the hardest critic on yourself, right? And I felt like when I looked in the mirror i didn't look i like to look like 10 percent freakish like i like to have a little bit more definition than probably your average woman but you, and weren't, getting I didn't the feel- you weren't getting the benefit out of your workouts you got before and you thought you were doing the appropriate things and you couldn't get there and i you- didn't look like i was as serious about working yes. out in fitness as i yes. as yes. i was yes. i felt like it didn't i i just looked a little too normal yes. i know that sounds insane but yes. that's my brain yes um so yeah i started i started doing it and whenever i would run into a, a, a time when i would I would feel like I, I couldn't do it or I was struggling. What I what I've been doing and, and maybe you've you've used this logic as well, I go, you know, your ancestors survived by being able to do this. Like you were your body is designed to go through a fast. Your body is designed to move. Your body is designed. So when I started telling myself like it's not a matter of can or cannot, it's just inevitable. I can do it because I was designed this way. By whatever, natural selection, whatever. So I knew that I could do it. So when I would feel like, you know, when I was doing my long 45-hour fast, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I go, yes, you can. You can probably survive 30 days without food. You are fine. You're fine. 
you're fine. And then you'd that's, be able that's, to. That's yeah. the affirmation you need. <laughs> you're, you, you were designed to do this sort but, of but, a deal. But when you did that, did you know, it did gradually make a difference? What, what do you mean? Uh, when, when you went to the 18-hour fast? Did, you mean, did it get easier? Or? Well, no, did you, well, I, I, I assumed mm-hmm. it got easier, right? Oh, absolutely. Within it, it, Very quickly, your body adapts. Within two, three weeks, it, it was no problem to go you know, 15, 16 hours, where before I couldn't even go 12. How many days a week are you doing it? Every day. Great. Every day. And then it, not every day is 24 hours. Sometimes right. it's 17, but it's never it's never really less than 17 hours. Did you increase your protein? Um, did I increase my protein? Did you, did you decrease your carbs? Um, I've always been kind of like... Uh, carb adverse? Carb um, aware, because I knew that that was really like sugar is the devil sort of a thing. But yeah, and inevitably with with intermittent fasting, you do eat less because it's really hard to eat, you know, two thousand calories in like one sitting. Yeah, or, you, you can't know. even if you want to eat whatever you want. Right, so, and you get full a lot faster. The stomach shrinks and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, more likely than not, you're consuming fewer calories. But even more likely, you're really trying to get into, you know, and I'm sure you've done your research on this, but autophagy is what yeah. we're after, right? See, at- Cell atop- regeneration. Yeah, yeah. So autophagy, <clears throat> and, and I challenge, not challenge, but. I encourage, if you haven't researched autophagy, anybody who's listening, take a look at it. Take a really good look at it. Just spend an hour or so on autophagy. It's fascinating. Now, you know, I, I you, the research I read, you know, there's an argument when it starts, when it stops, you know, how long does it take to get there? Some people say it comes quicker than others. Others say, I thought, and, I'm, and I haven't looked at it in, in a month or two now, it, 48 hours is like a thousand percent it's kicked in mm-hmm. that's why i wanted to hit to the 48 hour mark yeah yeah so, so i'm getting that you know you, you in the autophagy they talk about things as revolutionary as your body killing mutant cells uh-huh. decreasing the risk of cancer yes uh causing your stem cells to increase and multiply at a huge rate mm-hmm. for guys increasing testosterone naturally right so there's a lot of benefits of it and essentially what it is is you're making your body more resilient by putting stressors on it that you can control, right? So one of the things to that same point, they noticed that people going through certain types of training, very rigorous military training, uh, certain people had a higher propensity for stress fractures and bo- broken legs. And those were people who were swimmers, and polo, water polo players. Hmm. And they did a deeper dive and they found certain people no pun had yeah, had a less propensity for that. And those are people that were basketball players, tennis players, players that put a lot of, of stress right. on their bones. Right. And the argument is the swimmers were not putting stress on their bones or the water polo players. They were in great cardiovascular shake and they were they were cut and they were ripped and they were muscular. But when you start, you know, doing jump ropes, jumping up and down, weightlifting, anything that mm-hmm. you're putting stress on muscles and bones, same things, you're putting your body in a, in a, in a stressful situation. So it reacts to reinforce that mm-hmm. and make it denser, better, stronger, faster, quicker. Same thing you're talking about when you go into fasting is your body learns to get by on less and it makes it tougher. Mm-hmm. So the exact opposite of what we think of rest, well, you need rest and recovery, but in a state of pleasure, sitting by a poolside, drinking a pina colada, right. you're hurting your body versus doing hard, difficult things helps your body, which is somewhat counterintuitive. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And, and, and yeah, most people would think it's it's the opposite. You want to stay away from stress. 
But a li- little amounts of stress are what make the body more resilient. And you can do that by, you know, a, a few different ways, namely, obviously, fasting, sauna, uh, cold plunging, which is my next venture, See, which I'm, I am not looking forward to because I don't like cold. Kevin, so, I moved to Florida, obviously. So, so we did some of that in Budapest. You did the cold, cold plunge. plunge. Yeah. And oh. I've, I've done some cold plunging. Um, I wanted to get a cold plunge thing. I, 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 I got to find a place to start. I don't want to just invest in a $5,000 cold plunge. Sure. I want to see everybody I've talked to who's done it, loves it. Same thing about the same thing with sauna and fasting is people talk about the first three or four days. It's horrible. And then they're like, it's not a problem at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my next one because I really don't want to do it, Kevin. And and the way that my mind works is as soon as I don't want to do something, I go, okay, now we have to lean into it. Now, this cannot this cannot defeat you, Anna. You have to go do it. I don't, you know, there's days when I don't want to do jujitsu because I'm like, oh, man, so-and-so is going to be there. And they're going to whip my ass. Or I'll see someone that I don't want to roll with because I know they're going to whip my ass. And I immediately, without even thinking, I just go, do you want to roll? Do you want to roll? And then after they go, oh, fuck my ass. But now I've committed to it. And then when I do it and I complete it, I go, now I have the satisfaction of facing my fear, doing something I didn't want to do, and, you know, coming out on the other side and I was okay. And that's what I have to do with the cold plunge now. Is like I've identified I don't want to do it, which means I need to do more than anything else. I think, you know, it's like jump in a pool. Don't take the steps. Jump in. But, yeah. but you know, I think if you were going to say in 2023 to add three things that would change a person's life from a health perspective, sauna, cold plunge, intermittent fasting, those three, that's the triad that could make a huge difference. And exercise, but yeah. But, but, yeah. You know, but even, you know, there's an argument Look at the look at the look at the data on just going into a sauna versus exercise. I mean, really, you get some. I'm not saying don't exercise at mm-hmm. all, but I'm saying there's a huge benefit of the sauna. Sure, absolutely. I mean, a huge benefit. I mean, if you're gonna, and those are three things that are not difficult, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just so much that you can do, and and, it, and and the more I learn about you know the FDA and the pharmaceutical company, I'm like these these agencies and these people and these companies are not here to help you. So no. I, I've made it like my life's mission to be as self-sufficient as possible in terms of research information. Like even if a doctor tells me something, all right, that's great. Let me talk to a different doctor. Let me do my own research. Not that I know everything. Obviously, I'm going to garner information from people that know more than I do. But I'm never going to just say like, oh, you know, the FDA said it's OK. So I'm going to take this, you know, vaccine or whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. I need to be self-sufficient, you know. When I I learned recently, and I, I've I've talked to them about you know about this on my show that the that Coca Cola was paying off the NAACP because they wanted to take off Coke products for for Snap, um, because uh, you know they they were like wow like, all these all these soda products are making these you know especially black kids sick yes um, when it went to the uh, went to the floor of Congress uh, Coca Cola was like wow that's like a billion dollars in in sub- subsidies that we're getting from the government and we don't want to lose that money. So what we're going to do is we're going to blow in a $10 $10 million donation to the NAACP for them to come out and make a statement and say, hey, if you cut Coke products from SNAP or, you know, food stamps, uh, that's racist because a lot of our black kids like like those drinks. And if you take that away from them, that is that's racist. And so the NCAA came out and they said that, you know, if you cut Coke products from from SNAP, that's racist. And they didn't cut it. And a lot of those Coke products are are, are are making people sick, 
you know, and I and I hate saying it, but I'm like, you know, the NCAA and NAACP doesn't care about black lives because you know what kills more more black people than than white cops is sugar. And nobody wants to talk. Right. All of these like metabolic dysfunctions that happen when you don't take care of your body. And it's completely preventable. And people want to say it's, oh, it's institutionalized racism or it's genetics or it's this or you don't care. The healthcare system. No, no, it's it's sure there's there's a genetic component. And I was listening to this one doctor and he said, you know, genetics is like loading the gun, but the environment is pulling the trigger. So you can have the gun loaded the whole time, but you'll never pull the trigger if you're not in a situation where you're not taking care of your body. So, you know, that's I'm I'm passionate about it because I feel like there's just so I look around, especially, you know, in the U.S. And there's just so much unnecessary suffering. So like 75, I think, to 90 percent of all the people that walk through the door in a hospital, like it's preventable shit. And, yep. and, 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 but nobody, no, go on metformin. You don't need to change your diet. Don't worry about what you're eating. It's like, what the hell's going on? Well, I think, I'll say two things. I got to hard out in two, two minutes. But yep. I think that we should incentivize more people to take ownership of their health. Yes. So it's cheaper for them to live. Yes. If you can do that somehow, I mean, we talked about with preventative medicine, we talked about insurance rates going down. If, if your body mass, your BMI is lower, I mean, things like that. If we, it's, it's not going to change unless people feel finan- financially invested or motivated to do it. And if we could somehow motivate people to take care of themselves better by making it in their best interest financially, I think we could get people there. And we shouldn't have to bribe people to get there. What about just living a, a longer, more fulfilling, functional life? Like, is that, that not enough? No, that doesn't, that doesn't equate. <laughs> no, that you, no, you know, that's not okay, enough. okay. No, it's, not, it's not enough because people, I mean, it's temporary. Uh, people pleasure take pleasure for over, long-term yeah. Yeah, gains. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. days I would. As I would. I'd be, oh, shoot, I've done that pleasure over that. Really? Okay. But I mean, but I mean, I know better, but I mean, I'm, I still wrestle with it. Sure. I mean, we all do. We all do. Absolutely. Yeah. We got to continue this. Yes, we do. This was just a, a little a little teaser, teaser. For, for Kevin's law, even though we didn't talk about law at all. But um, good. we got we got to get the band back together. That's for sure. Awesome. So, all right. I'm going to take a little break. Say goodbye to Kevin. Then I'll come back for more. Thanks, Anna. Yep. I'm here. 19 seconds to spare. 
call back. 81390Bubba. So I had to walk Kevin out. Saw his new Rivian. Pretty fucking baller. Um, yes, next week we are going to have a very special guest. Uh, my father will be in, and he's made some demands. And one of those demands is he would like to uh, be featured on the air. So I talked to Bubba. He'll probably come in the last half hour of the show. And um, then he will sit in with me, and we will have uh, a lovely discussion about... My dad loves giving advice, so I feel like, you know, whether it's divorce or relationships or diet or being a vegan, my dad knows everything, and he's going to let you know um, everything that you need to know about living a successful, healthy, vivacious life. Uh, He is, I believe, 68 years old. Motherfucker doesn't take any medication. Nothing. It's it's actually it's it's pretty wild. He's taken pretty good care of himself over the years. But um and sustained, you know, different injuries. He was an athlete pretty much his whole life uh until he wasn't. But um he he has some very uh interesting ideas about how to preserve health and longevity and it's something that we like to talk about all the time and he likes to tell me that I need to stop eating eggs and yogurt and I tell him to fuck off. So it'll be a good time. Uh hello, who is uh who might I have the pleasure of speaking with? Alana, it's Florida Stanley. What's up? What's up, Florida Stanley? Uh, how's did it going? Did I just miss Kevin? You did. Kevin was on for about, what, 45 minutes, I think. Yeah. Damn it. I was calling in, and then as soon as I as soon as soon I went back live, you're like, oh, I had to walk Kevin out. I'm like, ah, damn it. I was hoping. Well, anyway. Did you so have a legal question? In his, in his Rivian, and he's listening. No, no, no. It wasn't a legal question. It, well, it was a question for him. Um, I just wanted to tell him that he is by far my favorite off-the-show show personality. I, I gotcha. love Kevin. He's the best. His wife, his wife Missy, is amazing. He landed a good one there. I got to talk to her for a few minutes at BARP last year. So or technically, sweet. I guess, earlier Very this personable. Year. Like, and she doesn't um, have to be. I'm so, like, Missy, you're so nice, you, and you're rich. You don't have to be nice to anybody. And she's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> nice. Bitch it up a little bit. Come I know. On. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why are you helping out, cleaning up around here? Get, get out of here, scram. Um, well, okay, so I had a question for Kevin about passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive it's all just radio waves how much can a radio wave really cost Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. 
That's unlimited talk and text for only 15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Food, because you're, you don't eat anything with a face or a butthole, but maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Blitz has said something to you and like you might, you might be able to help me answer this question. Yeah. Is there no such thing as, as good chicken breasts anymore? Even if you buy the non-GMO, free yeah. range, triple the price, all natural chicken breast, it sucks. It, like it tastes bad or it's just not good for it, you? It tastes bad. It's rubbery. There's no good way to cook it like properly. It just, it's horrible. You can't, I, I've, I, I've always bought chicken at like Publix, never Walmart because Walmart sucks. What about Fresh but, Market? Like, I hear I they have they, de- deals on Tuesdays. Well, I've tried like Maybe. the fancy places like Trader Joe's or when I go up north, there's a, there's a place that's like Whole Foods. It's called Heinen's. Um, but you, I can't find. No matter how much I spend on chicken breast, mm. I can't find good chicken breast anywhere. It just all tastes like rubber. Uh, is it possibly and, the way you're preparing it? I don't. No, I don't know. I, it... I'm a good cook. I've been cooking for all years. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, know I don't what really I'm know doing around you. the kitchen and the grill. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you in terms of uh, quality. It, it it is hard to kind of navigate around because a lot of times when it's like, oh, like cage free it's like yeah but they were in a, like a little bit larger than a cage still in dirty conditions yeah, they're still in a pen with five hundred thousand right chickens. and how that affects the taste doesn't mean they're not cramped right and how it affects the taste i don't know because i don't eat meat but um in terms of quality it's it's iffy i mean I, here's the thing i don't eat meat my dad is a vegan he's you know he'll tell you about it he's kind of he's a cool vegan he's not one of those it's like everybody needs to you know he's friends with people who aren't vegan you know he's not like your typical uh vegan but nevertheless it it, it is um I forgot where I was nonetheless yeah nonetheless oh man i i had a, yeah, i had a thought it's, there it's, it's gone now <laughs> having a uh Having a an animal under I'm sure you've heard Rogan oh, talk oh, about oh, yeah, yeah. having an animal under Rogan under duress yeah. right before it dies does change the taste of it. Yeah, where I was going with that like, is I have it, when he kills deer. Yeah, if the deer lives for like up to a minute after he shoots it. It it 
completely yeah well different. where i was going with that is i i actually have a lot of respect for people who actually hunt their own meat like that is something e- even though i'm not a you know a big fan of eating meat can obviously consuming meat or wearing any types of meat i don't like to wear leather i feel like that's kind of like uh hypocritical if it's like i'm not gonna eat the animal but i'll fucking wear it so i stay away from leather but nevertheless, I do have a, a great respect for people who, you know, kill wild elk or something like that. And if you're going to consume meat, that's the way to do it, you know, because you know yeah. that that animal wasn't living in some shitty factory farm, you know, shitting on itself, eating food it's not meant to be consuming. It wasn't, you know, there's no antibiotics. There's no extra hormones. It was just a natural animal that was inhabiting the earth and you stole its life and ate it. But nevertheless, that is by (laughs) far, by far, probably like some of the most nutrient dense food that you could probably have, you know. And our ancestors certainly ate meat. I always try to like take it back to, you know, if you look at our teeth. We're uh, omnivores. We eat meat and we also eat plants. And most of our Mm -hmm. diet consisted of plants because that was probably more uh, reliable because you didn't have to go and hunt a plant. But, you know, when you did make the kill, the antelope or whatnot, it it was definitely something that was very nutritious and uh, kept you going. So, you know, there's there's no shade for, for eating meat if you do it, in my opinion, the right way. So. No, you just don't do it. Uh, yeah. Last quick question. Did, did you guys set a date for the next 199 yet? August 25th. Ah, shit. I'll be out of the country. Okay. Where are you going? All right. Uh, well, I'm taking a one-way cruise up to Alaska and then doing like a... Like a cruise, um, huh? It's a two-week cruise one way up the coast, mm-hmm. up the coast of California, up to Alaska to Anchorage. And then I take like a week-long train ride mm-hmm. all the way through Canada, from Alaska all the way through Canada, so right above New York, and then fly back. It's like a like a three-week-long trip. Oh, dang. Okay. Well, uh, enjoy yourself, and then oh, possibly but, we'll see you for the next one, which I think is September, around the yeah. so I can, 18th, I 19th, September like that. 8th, I think. Okay. But, yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll see you in September um, then, my friend. See you in September. <clears throat> All right. Bye, Flora Stanley. Bye. 813-90-Bubba, if you would like to call in and join the conversation. We're talking about all things health longevity i'm obsessed with it i can't get enough of it i just i not that i care so much about you and 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 strangers i don't even know but i'm like if me just rattling on can kind of at least spark an interest in you to go do your own research and just mitigate a lot of the stuff unnecessary suffering that is caused by you know the powers that be because you're just a dollar sign to them they don't give a fuck about you you know, you think the pharmaceutical companies are here to to make you better? If you get better, they don't make no fucking money. So they want to make sure that you're sick. And a lot of times, as I've been learning, a lot of times when you take a certain drug, obviously, and I'm sure we've all seen this on, uh, you know, pharmaceutical commercials where everyone just looks so happy and they're just frolicking in, you know, a bed of flowers. Um. And then you hear the side effects might include a heart attack, disease, Lyme disease, all these horrific things. I mean, that, I want to say, is probably by design. Because if you just took a medication and then suddenly miraculously got better, then, again, you wouldn't be a very good customer for them because they want to, uh, you know, hook you and, and reel you in for life. So a lot of times these drugs that you're taking cause side effects, which cause other problems that guess what? You need more drugs for. And you are just a never ending cash cow for these motherfuckers. And listen, I can wail away and say, oh, you know, people are so greedy and this, that and the other. We need to stop thinking like people are are bad and evil, which sometimes 
I don't even know if I believe in quote evil. It's just that some everybody is is in it for their own self interest, and I can respect that. There's no such thing as true altruism. Nothing. Even your best friend, your mother. You know, your your mother is so nice to you because you are half of her genetically. She this is her kin. She's designed this way. She is, you know, psychologically designed to find you uh, attractive and beautiful and cute and sweet and endearing because that's how she gets her genes into the next generation. You know, there, there's even when people act somewhat or appear, you know, it's selfless. It's not because a lot of times it's not anonymous. You get credit for it. You uh, feel good for doing it. Well, you feeling good is essentially selfish, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think it's a beautiful thing if something makes you feel good and also helps other people. That's a beautiful thing. And you should try to lean into areas where you're able to do some sort of public service, but also serve yourself because it, it makes you feel fulfilled or happy or what the fuck ever. So I've accepted that reality. I don't fight it. I don't go, oh, you know, these people who are rich are evil. Poor people are evil, too. And if they had the opportunities that the rich did, you think they wouldn't take them? You know, when pe- when I hear people clamoring on about, oh, Jeff Bezos doesn't give a fuck about this. And, like, would you, if you were worth $150 billion, would you be caring about the peasants, the peons, the serfs at the bottom? No, you wouldn't care. Don't pretend like you're of, um, you know, elite moral standing. You're not. You're just... You're not on the winning team, so you're calling the game unfair. I don't do that because I'm not a child. I go, okay, listen, this is the game. These are the rules. These are the players. How can I play? And I got this hand, whatever. We can make it a, a poker analogy. How do I play the best hand that I can with the cards that I have? Right? That's how I look at it. I go, I know that people are trying to make a profit on me, and that's fine. That's their prerogative. But I'm, I still got kind of like the, the Jacob uh, uh, QAnon shaman guy was talking about. He was saying, listen, they can't steal what's upstairs. And that's so true. I mean, they can with their pharmaceuticals if you let them do that. But, you know, you still have agency over your thoughts. And you go, okay, I don't care if they're trying to make a profit off me. I don't have to buy into it. I, you know, and, and Brian was talking yesterday, oh, social media is terrible. Okay, if you, if you allow it to affect you. That's your fault for allowing it to affect you. You know, I'm I like the idea of extreme self responsibility and accountability where and I was giving this example to my friend yesterday. We were talking about our relationship with our family and, you know, my sister came up and a lot of times, you know, my sister brings out a really ugly side of me uh, emotionally and spiritually, not just make me uglier than I already am, but I oftentimes don't you know, or haven't liked spending time with her in the past because I don't like who I become in her presence. And I could go on and on and say, you know, she's manipulative, she's this or she's that. But in all reality, it's my fault because I allow that to happen. I allow to fall into old patterns and old habits of of acting and feeling and and just being like, God, you're fucking annoying, dumbass. But like, you know, I, I need to learn how to control myself better. That's really a reflection of me. So the fact that I can spend time with my sister and fall back into old habits that I've done for so many years, tried to work and, you know, unwind and unpack and rewire not to be that way. The fact that I can, you know, spend 10 minutes with her and boom, I'm back where I was when I was 17, just being a fucking asshole is not good. And that's not and most people would blame the other person. They go, oh, this person brings out a bad side of me. 
Well, maybe you allow that to happen. So I'm all about, uh, you know, extreme accountability because I don't want to be a victim or feel like I'm not in control. I am the driver's seat. I'm in the driver's seat. I am a driver. I have control. So what sort of things do I need to do or put in place to make sure that I don't fall into old ways or I can have more, uh, you know, emotional control over a situation, be less triggered? Yesterday was a perfect example of that. I was perfectly fine. Everything's fine. Do to do to do to do. And then all of a sudden that, you know, fucking asshole calls in and I immediately get triggered because I'm like, why? Well, I, I actually kind of got mad on the, peop- the people on the show because I was, you know, I was I had their back. They were calling him a pussy. And I just went, yeah, you are a fucking pussy. And then it was like, hey, hold on, on. Only we can call him a pussy. And then that pissed me off. Now, I should have not been triggered by that, but I was. But that wasn't their fault. That was my fault. Because I still clearly need to do more work on myself to be, you know, and the goal, obviously, I don't think it's ever really achievable, is to be, you know, as close to 100% in control of yourself at all times. I, I think that that's like the gold standard of, you know, I've done a lot of research with like the Stoics and, um, you know, trying to be in control of yourself and in any situation. And things like being in uncomfortable situations help that whether it be jujitsu or sauna or fasting or a grueling workout or whatever, I it's everything is on my terms. Um, so, so yeah. So I think that doing hard things matter and being in control of yourself matters. And we could just spend our lives blaming other people for our shortcomings. But I like to take the higher route and go, yeah, I know I need to work on this. Uh, because I easily get triggered when X, Y, or Z happens. Um, So, you know, kind of going back to the pharmaceutical companies or the government or anybody that's in somewhat of a, you know, quote, position of authority to tell you about health or the way to live or politics. um, Yeah, fuck that. I have agency over myself. I have to understand that politics is a business, that the FDA is a business, that the pharmaceutical company... They're, it's all a business. And what do businesses do? They Their sole purpose is to acquire a profit. And that's okay. And I accept those terms, but I am not going to be buying into that system of profits. You will not be getting any money from me, sir. So fuck off. Hey, Brian from Philly, $2. Uh, thank you very much, Brian from Philly. Appreciate you. You're, you're sponsoring this program, and I really appreciate it. Hello, who's this? Hey, Anna. What's up? Anna, hey, it's Ned's his. Ned's hey, his. Real quick. Yeah. Um, so, um, Florida Stanley was calling in talking about, you know, the chicken and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, in DeLand, there is a place, and I know these people personally. Lonnie is my ex's uh, son. Okay. Um, it's If you go on YouTube, go to The Reed Farm. Okay, mm. Lonnie had years and years and years of uh, like bad digestion and constant yeah. gastrointestinal mm. problems, and what it was is it was the food. Yeah, so probably leaky Lonnie gut. Lonnie has developed. Yeah. Well, what Lonnie does now is he has taught, he teaches people how to grow natural food without using pesticides and he's here in florida actually in Amazing. the land yeah um but not only that he has a, a a group of people 
where he gets all like organic meat. All the meat is raised the same way. Okay, it's, it's unbelievable. That's fantastic. The difference is the quality. It is. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. And he can set you up on, you know what I mean? If you have property, if you have the ability uh, or the desire, what he does is he teaches people how to grow good, nutritious, healthy food. That's fantastic. And how to take care of themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Ronnie and his wife, they're they're just wonderful people. Yeah. Um, I've known him literally for 30 years since he was literally a kid. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but that's, that has, that's like, that's his life calling. That's what he does now. And I get that. Um, and he basically. It's such a gift to give people. Yeah. To take care of themselves. Yep. He's, he's making a living, you know, basically taking care of himself. It's just absolutely amazing. But to answer that question, there is good, wholesome meat available. The okay. stuff you buy in the grocery store is crap. Right. That's why I raise my own pigs and chickens. I mean, uh, yeah, I, that's a lot. That there's a lot of respect. Loaded. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm a vegetarian, loaded. but yeah, the way that the way that if you're if you're growing your your uh, raising your own chickens and pigs and fuck even more props to you if you if it's your the knife in your hand that slaughters them. I'm like at least you're taking responsibility because a lot of people don't want to even see that. They don't want to do any of the, you know, defeathering or, or all that sort of shit. But if, if you take it into your own hands and you fucking kill that animal and you eat that animal, props to you. You know, it's, it's amazing that, you know, my wife, when we started out, you know, doing this, and I'm on very, very small scale. I mean, very small scale. That's fine, yeah. But when we started doing this, my wife said, how can you, you know, love those animals like you do and and then kill them? You know, yeah. what it is, is it's, you know, I take care of them and I treat them like family because what they do for me is they keep me healthy. Yeah. Yes. It, it's, you know, it's pretty amazing. But anyway, well, it's just, uh, you know, go to, go on either YouTube or Facebook. It's The Reed Farm. The Reed, the Reed Farm. I'm writing it down right now. The Reed Farm. All right, it's 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 bookmarked for this weekend. I will be doing some research on that. So thank you for calling and in and telling me. Listen, keep keep doing what you're doing. I love you guys. Thank you. Uh, just keep it up. It's Ned's his, and have a great weekend. You See too. You. Thank you so much. I I appreciate you letting us know about that. And Lilburz Afterbirth twenty dollars. <laughs> just making that money, making it rain like the stripper hoe that I am. But instead of you know showing you. Uh, my tits. I'm just talking about metabolic dysfunction. So pretty much the same thing. Uh, hello, who's this? Your boyfriend is a thief. Okay. Hello, who's this? I'm a homeowner, Joe the Supermarket. What's up, Joe? I'm sorry that I, I saw you were in chat. You weren't too happy, so I do apologize about that, Joe. When? Today? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, a lot of times chat wants me to interact, and, and I do to some regard, but oftentimes, like, some of the things that people write are just not very nice, and sometimes it's best if I just kind of look away. Because sometimes the, you guys are mean to me. On, on chat is, yeah. Like typing things on chat is hard because mm-hmm. you don't get the context. Yes. And you don't get the tone. And oftentimes and you'll miss that, the beginning of the conversation button. as the, the, the chat scrolls down. So Right. And you just yeah. get one line of it. And just like I, I feel like illustrating absurdity by being absurd. So somebody was complaining. And then I reiterated their complaint like a joke. Like he just kept complaining over mm-hmm. and over again. Oh, I don't hate the fans. I don't. Hate yeah, I don't. I don't hate the fans. That's what I made. 
Yeah. But, I know you don't. So no, I, I know. But in, in full disclosure, sometimes when, when I have when the, when we're doing the show, when we're live and I'll have the chat going, I won't collapse it. And I start reading it and it it takes me out of the show. And it sometimes yeah, it does like it does kind of hurt my feelings. So I'm like, why am I reading this? So then usually that's at the beginning of the show and then I collapse it and then I try to look at it, you know, as as little as I can. A lot of people are nice and supportive, but a lot of people aren't. So it's like, why, why, why am I looking at something that's not going to serve me? So I do apologize if, you know. I had the hardest time really getting that through my head, like when when chat first became an option. Because, of course, listening to Bubba from the beginning, you never had chat. You know, it was just radio. You never even had video. Yeah, yeah. So now you add the video and let's add the chat. And I thought, oh my God, everybody's bubble army. There's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, We're gonna get to talk good things about the show, and it's nothing but hatred and negativity on consistent basis. And like you said, gets you there's three people that we get to meet in there, and it's wonderful. But all that other element was completely unexpected. So I've come to find that turning the chat off and just watching the show, or even the best is when there's like the one time there was technical difficulties and we had to listen to the show old school style. Yeah. I love theater of the mind. I love that. That's why I fell in love with radio much probably yourself. So now the new elements, yeah, whatever it is, what it is, but I just wanted to get your opinion. I mean, we saw why I called and talked about it all. I'm glad it came up. Yeah. My opinion on, on what precisely? On what? Oh, just, I, I really wanted to get your opinion on one thing. Here's the thing. Oh. First off, I need to tell you this. I've said it in chat, and I know you know that I know that this show is just. You know that I know that you know. I, yeah. I say it that actually this is the highlight of my week, and my week is long, 24 hours a day to fill myself with content with very little sleep. Yeah. I could be filling my brain with anything at all, things sure. at church and a lot of bubba and, and even wrestling, but yeah. this show right here makes me think more than anything else that I fill my head with. Uh, listen, that is that is such a compliment, and I, I really appreciate you saying that because I do try to work hard to – try to learn as much throughout the week and every day as I can. Some days I'm, I'm better than others, but I really try to, I don't want to just be talking out of my ass. And I know that a lot of people in chat, some people I will not mention by name, even though they, they come to mind, they'll, they call me out for like, Oh, you're not a doctor. You're not this. You're not that. I'm like, what do you think I'm doing all day? You think I'm just like sitting at home, concocting ideas, just making shit up. It's like, no, I'm doing my due diligence. I'm, I'm listening to people who are doctors, who are lawyers, who are experts in their field trying to get a grasp of what the fuck is actually going on. So when I come on the program and I start talking about stuff, just dismissing my ideas because, quote, I'm not a doctor is bullshit because I'm re- I'm learning from doctors, motherfuckers. OK, sorry. See, I was easily triggered there. That's something I need no, to work and on. And you're a sponge for knowledge on top of it. Like, well, you're not just listening to doctors. You're not just listening to lawyers. You're holding on to what's being said. You're asking questions to learn more because you're inquisitive. Yes. And I'm inquisitive. Yes, so I do have I an insatiable before, curiosity. But, except, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no worries. I was just saying as far as it pertains to your show, every, like, you're spitting one-liners you probably don't even know are just gems of brilliance. <laughs> like, literally, there's been seven today just since Kevin left. Stop. If you took the time to listen back to your stuff yeah. and wrote down a quote here and a quote there, mm-hmm. and if you just posted those quotes so that we can enjoy them and hold on to them. I feel like you're the, the only person that feels this way. Um, I, 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 I Listen, Joe, I really appreciate you blowing, like, all the smoke. But I just feel like this is a party of one. Like I feel like not most pe- people probably don't feel this way about me. But but, yeah, but I appreciate you. Why are you thinking low of yourself? Don't do that. Oh, I don't think you, low you of myself. Are... I just go ahead. 
I've, I'm a realist. That's you know, all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, oh God, it's so hard because I want to talk. The first thing I want to say is God. You know, every time. Yeah. And the I fact know. that you don't have the belief. It, it I makes sure don't. Because I was going to say, just say, yeah. say about yourself what God says about you. God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. That's he very nice of him. Dust. He breathes his breath into you. That's creepy. He made you amazing. He, he loves you. He's your heavenly father. Uh, I uh, already have. So that's enough died. of that. I just I just wanted to say one more thing. Yeah. And this is a good funny, to me, it's a funny question. I don't even think it's a good question, but do you sing? Like, what is your, your singing deal? Because very rarely do my you ever what sing deal? a hot mic. And, huh? What did you say? My what deal? I couldn't hear you. Singing, like singing. Do you ever oh. sing? Do you sing in the shower? Do you sing in your car? Oh, yeah. I sing as Bubba all the time. Constantly. No. Well, as a match. As a okay. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. I'm taking this seriously. Like, do you ever No, do no. Because so, I know you love music. I do love music. Um, on so on's music. Into a song just hip-hop singing? music. Um, yeah, no, I've never, never really wanted to pursue singing. That's something that, uh, yeah, never really interested me. But, um, you know, I'm not asking you to become a singer. I'm just saying, do you enjoy like singing when you're on your own, just in the shower? Not, not seriously. No, like I like bopping around and like, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. But not like, oh, I'm not doing like runs in the car, you know? I got you. I love singing so much. That's great. Good for you. And I love singing parody songs. I can come up with parody songs, freestyle. Well, so this week when Dan okay. sang his songs, yep. yeah, Dan's songs were great and Dan's songs were funny. But guess what? Your reaction to it made it that next, 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 next. Well, level. they were hilarious. I, I, I wrote it in the comments uh, and I said, I've never laughed harder this year at anything. There's nothing I can think of where I laughed that hard. Yeah. And well, it was, the that VH was all Dan. Your video after that. That was in the same segment, you know that, like the yeah. the, the the Dan parody songs into the near BH. Yeah, that was uh that was that was a great a great day. It it, it yeah. really was that when I saw that and, at home, I was like, I need to bring this up on the air because this might be the greatest thing I've ever seen on on the YouTube. So I'm glad that it that we were able to to discuss it as a. And I come to find out show. that if you if you share the video with random people and you get their reactions, that's even funnier. I know. Than the video. I know. It's like the new two girls one cup video, except it's on YouTube, where you know you're like, oh, okay, I can see. It. <laughs> and then that moment that when everything just goes horribly, horribly wrong. Um, I'm sure many of you remember the uh, the epic classic movie of uh, two girls one cup. And I remember for a time. The song behind it was like really distinctive and people would put it as their ringtone. And so, you know, they'd be at a nice dinner at fucking Cheesecake Factory and then you'd hear that. I can't even emulate it. But if you heard it, you would know what it is. And everybody would just kind of like jolt up and you knew that everybody that reacted to that ringtone had seen that video. And it was um, it was awesome. And I remember the two girls, one cup. Era and it it reminds me of a simpler time, Joe. When I was in college, I was like 20, 19, 20 years old, and I remember the first time I saw it. My roommate's boyfriend, his name was Cole. He he had uh, there was like seven or eight of us girls living together, and he goes, "I want all you bitches on the couch right now." Uh, that sounds like at the beginning oh, yeah. of a porno, and it wasn't. So we were sitting on the couch. He put one laptop in front of us, and he goes, "I want you guys to watch this video," and we're like, "Okay." Um, and so it starts and it's like, you know, two girls like kissing and then, you know, goes to 
you know, sucking on each other's titties and whatever. And then, and we're just like, okay, like, whatever, you know, it's not horrible. But How many girls were there? um, I think that there were probably like five of us on the couch at that time. And then there was that moment, that critical moment when everything went awry. And he laughed with such like maniacal joy at just watching us squirm and vomit and gag because it was just the most vile, disgusting thing. Like we didn't know. We were just like, oh, we're just like questioning our existence. Like what the fuck is wrong with you, Cole? And he just laughed and laughed. Then he just like held the laptop in front of us, making sure that we were unable to really, you know, shut it or, or look away. Um, but yeah, it was that was a great moment in my in my youth. Did anybody run to the bathroom? I mean, I think I gagged a little bit because you just you're you're telling yourself it's not real, but even if it's not real, it still looks like it is, and you're just like yeah. you're thinking about you know what what's happening and how vile and disgusting that is, and how you know, how it's even possible that some people are into that sexually, and it 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 ruins you. It ruins I you. Mean, it's never most the same. people think of a comedy, but I would have definitely turned the tables on Cole and stood up and just pulled my pants down and started shitting everywhere. Um, yeah, that looking back, that may have been the move, but at the time, uh, yeah, that didn't that didn't cross my mind. I, I just you never you never you never see it in the time. Cole, you know, just in hindsight is perfect, belly right? laughing you and ever us. See the human centipede. Yeah. I know when what you're talking about. Yeah, much, much yes. like all your thoughts when you, whenever you're saying yeah. something, I'm thinking of something. Mm-hmm. So while you were talking about two girls, one cup. You're thinking, I was about... thinking about the human centipede. Yeah, yeah, but this human centipede was a lot more sinister in the sense that it wasn't two hot girls, you know shitting into each other's mouths all right joe i gotta let you go spoiler alert if you haven't seen two girls one cup that's 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 the high spot um joe thank, thank you, you so much god for calling bless. in Enjoy your god weekend. bless you too buddy uh oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit i, I fuck i fucked up listen guys i'm not perfect what's going on why is this happening all right sorry i'm gonna hang that up uh, please call back. Caller, I, uh, that was my bad. I I really did intend to take that call, but I, I clearly didn't. 81390Bubba. Yeah, it's it's bizarre when some of the most defining moments of your life, um, you know, much like 9-11, maybe if you were around in 69 when man allegedly landed on the moon, um, when Kennedy was shot. I heard that's a big one. But I'll never forget where I was when I saw two girls, one cup. I'll never forget it. Uh, it was it was a beautiful moment. It was a horrific moment. It was a hilarious moment. It was a disgusting moment. It was one of those all-encompassing moments where you feel everything at once. Just um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like euphoric, I guess, and not necessarily in a good way. But just you feel all the feelings, anger, sadness, joy, uh, comedy, all of the things is just like the full palette of the human emotional experience packed into one disgusting, vile, hilarious, amazing video that just kind of defined a generation. Uh, Two girls, one cup. Where are those girls now? What was the origin story? You know, I spent many hours after watching that video trying to learn about these people where who were they where were they were they bamboozled into this were they of sound mind is this evidence of soulmates to find two people that love shit as much as they do 
Um, how did they meet? Are they still together? Uh, how old were they? How old were they when they realized that they love scat and shitting in each other's mouths? Like all of those questions I had and, and did all the research I could, but they were just mystery women. It was hard to really know, you know, what, who they were, if the video was even real. And again, this, this was in 2000, I want to say 2007 ish. So this is before deep fakes. Could you fake that? Was it movie magic? Was it not? Did the cameraman or woman throw up? Did they know that that was going to happen? So many questions I had when I saw Two Girls, One Cup. It it changed me in so many ways to, to think that people were that, that vile, but also that destined to be together, you know? And they weren't homely, gross drug addict looking kind of people they were hot chicks how did two hot chicks with nice jugs find each other and 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 connect and go you know what i'm really passionate about cindy and she goes what sarah she goes i'm really passionate about shit i think shit is hot even though it makes no sense evolutionarily why anyone would be sexually aroused by feces but this girl did, and she decided to share that with a friend. And that friend was like, oh, my God. I, I feel the exact same way. Let's make out and shit in each other's mouths and tape it. Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a revolutionary cinematic production that changed the lives of many. And I, um, I was one of them. I remember. And it's funny because you talk about it. Year, when, when was this? 16 years ago? So long ago, and I can I can talk to anybody about this that I was with or, you know, that's around my age. And I, wherever you align with politics or the war in Ukraine or immigration or guns or gays or trans or what the vaccine or COVID or whatever, the Chinese. If you just start talking about two girls, one cup. That's how you bring a nation together because everyone was disturbed by that video, but also embraced it. That's how you create unity is through shared experiences where, you know, you might not be on the same page when it comes to taxes and immigration, but you're on the same page when it comes to people shitting in each other's mouths. You go, I'm a vote. No on that one. Mm -mm. No. And you can stand in unity, you know. So after 9-11, I would say the, the thing that unified this nation the most after that was clearly uh, Two Girls, One Cup. Where are they now? I don't know. Let's take a call. Hello, who's this? This is Tony in Tampa. What's up, Tony in Tampa? That was the deepest dive Thank you. into Two Girls in a Cup. <laughs> right. That almost made me want to wonder where all the girls are for Jeffrey Epstein's uh, airplane. I wanted everyone to so. just, like, start in, in a USA chant after I made that speech. Because that, that, I'm going to run for politics, and I'm really going to weave that in there. <laughs> I, and I got two questions for you. Yeah. Yeah, now, now, mind you, I've listened to you since you came on to the station. I didn't know you when you were with Johnny B. I think you were with him for a little bit. Yeah. But my questions are for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and look, I don't want you to get mad at me for asking these questions. Oh, please. But the two, the, Go ahead. The two questions I have mm-hmm. are, if you feel like you've learned a lot from Bubba, that you could go back to Cox and be a better person there, like if, if Bubba retired, like you could be like, hey, my resume is really good now. I do my own shows. I'm a different person. Yeah. 
And my last mm-hmm. question is, and again, don't get mad at me. Yeah. Bubba never wants to talk about Blitz, like why he left or where yeah. he is and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that were fans of him. And I am. I, I actually became a fan of your show because of him. I, I also have a love for like planes and comic books Guns. and just the weird stuff. Yeah. And I just love that Blitz does that. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering if you could maybe give us a Blitz update, just like if whatever he allows to be said. Sure. I envision him becoming a police officer. That was my thought. My <laughs> wife and I were like, you know what? He's he, going to be I a cop. He left to become a cop because he would be such a good one. And I just what thought maybe like you have cop. to realize yeah. there's a lot of people that were fans of him. Yeah, um, and- I appreciate the question. Uh, we can address the the blitz thing first. Honestly, I can only say as much as I can say, which is, did did you follow Blitz on social media? He is on Instagram. No, and, I, I really, I just, yeah, yeah. So I think he's at Blitz K. And if you want to go reach out to him, I know he's in contact with some people from the Bubba Army. <clears throat> you reach out to him. And ask him sure. what he's up to, you know, it's, I, I feel like I'm not really at liberty to say sure. because he wants to, you know, if, if he wanted people to know where he was and if he was doing what he's doing, where he's doing it, he would, he would let you know. So that's pretty much as, sure. as, as much as I could say, but he looks good. He's healthy. He's happy. He's getting, you know, Do you ever uh, see him getting back into radio. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope so. I definitely think that it's he definitely doesn't love it like I love it, but he's good at it. So it's a shame. Yeah, he's that, really good. Yeah, he's he's good at it. He's fucking funny. Um, sometimes and it, you know he's stiff. He's he's real stiff. And don't think he's not like that with me because sometimes he's fucking stiff. And sometimes that yeah, gets him in like- some hot, hot water. But the more the more that I spend time with him, uh, the more I I appreciate it about him. And um, I think the thing I I, I love the most about Blitz, <clears throat> well, there's a lot of things. But one of the things that I like about Blitz the most is that the motherfucker is honest, you know, and he'll tell you the truth when you don't want to hear it. And sometimes the truth hurts your feelings. But then when he does throw you a compliment your way, you know, he fucking means it, you know, so that my wife called him the cooler, cooler version of Spice Boy. Okay, I don't know if that's really the uh, the moniker that he wants, but um, like he's got like he's like I never listened to Spice Boy, so I don't really know. Okay. Spice had a really good delivery and, and, you know, uh, so, so, but Blitz has that same cadence and that same. He's dry. He's, he's certainly, he's dry and he knows a lot of shit about a lot of shit and don't think, and I know I went in this whole like tirade about questioning the authorities at B. Don't think that he's not part of that because a lot of times Blitz will be talking some shit and sometimes I'll just like look at him and I'll just squint. And sometimes they'll break eye contact, and I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, do you? And he's like, well, I think, and then and then everything starts to unravel. I go, aha, you don't know shit, bitch. And then I go ahead and I, I fact check, and sometimes he's right, sometimes he's a little off, sometimes he's dead on. But, you know, I always try to shake his confidence because the motherfucker's too confident. So I'll just look at him and I go, oh, really? Where is that? When did that start? And he goes, uh, 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 uh. And then as soon as he stutters or there's any, just a second of hesitation, I go, you don't know shit. I'm gonna go and Google yeah, this. You're like an attorney. Yeah, a, yeah. Because you know, here's the because I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, what's the word? I don't make anybody into a messiah. Like I'm not like, oh, they're a doctor. They know fucking everything. Like when Dan's in here and he starts talking about stuff, like you know, obviously he knows what he's talking about most of the time, and he's an expert in what he does. But a lot of times we're talking about stuff outside of you know his his field of expertise, and I will oh I always just double check most of the time. Ninety eight percent of the time he's dead on. You know, not gonna lie. But I always do the due diligence to. 
as he's talking about something, I'm researching it j- alongside him. Like when he was talking about the herpes shit, motherfucker knows his herpes sh- shingle shit. He was dead on. But I'm always looking it up too, just making sure, you know, that um that he that it that what he's saying is in fact correct. So that's just how I roll, whether it be Dan or uh the president or my boyfriend who knows everything. It doesn't matter. I'm always double checking everybody because I just think it's it's a good habit to have. So And what about you, Anna? Could could you see yourself going back to Cox after you no. you know, have had your experience here or would no, you never and, be able to do that? No, I wouldn't uh, there's just no way they would hire me. It's it's not even a matter of, you know, could I pull it off? I'm not I definitely don't think that I'm amazing and I, I certainly have uh self-esteem issues because Bubba's always like, Don't get a big head. I'm like, I don't think you understand. It's not possible. <laughs> like I have low self-esteem. But um there's just no way, even if I was qualified and I have the, all the talent in the world, the fact that I spent even just three minutes on Bubba's show, let alone worked for him for the last three years after leaving Cox, there's just no way they'd ever hire me back. It would just be um, a conflict wow. of inf- interest for them. And, and hey, that's okay. I don't fucking want to go back. The way that things aren't yeah. going there now, and trust me, I'm keeping tabs, because you always want you always want to think that, you know, you, you trade it up. You always look at your ex and you go, wow, glad I'm not with that one. And um, it's funny, because actually, I looked up where my ex-boyfriend lived yesterday just to see if he still lives at home with his parents, and he does. Seven, eight, nine years later, still there. Um, the one I had in Michigan. So, you know, it's one of those validating things where you go, yep, that was right, nailed it. Motherfucker was never going to leave home, and he's still there right now. So it was just, you know, one well, of those things. And keep up the great job. Thank you. That we love him. All right, I will. I will let him know. Thank you for calling in. Have a good day. Appreciate you. Um, hello, who's this? Yo, boyfriend's a thief. Okay. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Blitzus the man. How are you doing? Hello. What's going on? How's it going? Good, good. Two quick things. I'll be sure. really quick. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to mark out as hard as Joe here, but my fiance, she doesn't really listen to the main show that much, but on Friday, she always listens to the after show because she's a little bit of an on a mark. So oh, that's very sweet. I'm I'm glad yeah, she listens and credit where credit's due. Yeah, I'm I'm very humbled by the fact that anybody finds value in anything that I'm saying ever. You know. Um, she- loves you okay yeah I, I really appreciate that thank you for calling in to tell me that because i do try to work hard and um you know do stuff off the clock that you know not that i'm getting paid to do research i'm not but i want to come to the table with like hey i learned this new shit what do you guys know about that let's investigate together so i i do appreciate you calling in and saying that of course she she loves whenever uh you try to correct Bubba, and he still says the word wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yeah, that's that's right. Yep. Yeah, let's just go with yep. that. <laughs> you just, you just lay down two, and take it, yeah. Exactly, sorry. Um, and two, just checking in. I mean, we haven't really heard much about Blitz or how he's doing. Mm-hmm. How's he doing? He's doing well. He's doing well. We had a – I'm sure you were listening to the caller before. Um, he's doing great. Everything's good. He's – doing his thing he is doing all the activities that he he loves and um he's happy he's healthy and that's really all that you can you can ask for and if you want to know more uh you know he is on social media he's not that hard to find so if you won't care to reach out to him pictures of the dog um well his dog is dead um oh i was looking at his instagram and it was just straight pictures of yeah, I mean, they're probably older pictures because he had to put his dog down a couple of years ago. So, gotcha. yes, but every time we see a fucking Doberman, 
he's got to stop and say hello and pet the dog. So, yeah, he's still, still a huge fan of Dobermans. Um, but, yeah, he's doing great. And anybody listening, if you're, you want to reach out to Blitz, he would, I'm sure he would appreciate that. But um, awesome. other than that, I kind of got to keep, you know, tight-lipped about everything. Uh, right. Not so much Is because there there's secrets, chance? but just because, listen, I don't want to be telling people stuff that other people don't want, you know, to know. If he, if he wanted to be right. public about something, he would post about stuff. So I just kind of keep it right. private because people like their privacy, you know? So. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Is there any chance for an appearance on like a 199 or BART? Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I can talk to people about that if they want to do that, if they want to come in. Uh, he's been very busy lately, so it's been a little bit of a an issue, kind of some family stuff going on. But everything's okay, everything's good. But um, I will I'll relay the message for you. But um, unfortunately, I gotcha. can't I can't really tell you more than that. You know, any more than that. Gotcha, gotcha. Just because I don't feel comfortable well, with it. Not that there's anything to hide, but that's it. All yeah, right. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Well, you have a great weekend. Thank you, and God bless. God bless. Last call. Hello, who's this? Anna, Brian from Philly. How What's you doing? up, Brian? How's it going? You're going to be my last call of the day, buddy. I just watched that video, Two Girls, One Cup. Okay. Oh, my God. Brian, had you not Dude. seen that before? I never saw it. What the Holy fuck? Shit. Brian. Yeah, and my girlfriend's coming over in like two hours. Yeah, I'm well, good luck getting that out of your head. Like, yeah. Yeah, good luck. I, I, I can't believe yeah. you haven't seen it. So, But do you know what no. moment I'm talking about, right, when everything yeah. just goes horribly wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I could only watch it for like thirty seconds. <laughs> so you're yeah. rolling me. I got a hot date coming over, and now I just got that in my fucking head. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I I I gave you the spoiler alert. I didn't. I I wasn't yeah. pussyfooting around it. I was like, it's fucking vile, disgusting, scat shit, eating stuff. I mean. So you have to get an infection or fix oh, right. See, when the brain starts churning and you have all these questions. Yeah, yeah exactly. Me too. Like, can't you die from that? Right, oh, exactly. That's your the smell. The how are you not get again? Then of oh. course, because you're in such denial, you go, "This is not real. This is right. uh, this is a, 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 this is divorced from reality. This is not. This is CGI. This is chocolate pudding. This is whatever. You just your brain is like this can't be real. So um, I don't know if it is, Brian. I don't know. It's one of the it's one of the mysteries of the universe, along with. You know, the pyramids and Stonehenge and a bunch of other shit. Right. Yeah. Serpent's Mound, all this sort of stuff. And then also add into that two girls, one cup. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great weekend. Yeah. I'm sorry I did that to you, Brian, but you you did it to yourself. I'll get over. I'll take an extra Cialis. Okay. (laughs) I'll take an extra Cialis. That works. It'll get the job done, my friend. It'll get the job done. That's all for today. I mean, that was a lot of shit, people. No pun intended. I you got some Kevin, some Kevin Hazlett. I really miss doing a show with Kevin. You know, doing the show with Bubba is it is fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, this is when with Kevin, it just exercises a different part of the brain a little bit. It works it out a little bit. Sometimes it gets a little rusty. So Kevin, thank you so much for coming in and staying over for the Anna Hummel show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, I'm trying to think of any, like, uh, we got Bubba 199, not for another five weeks or so. Buy merch. Listen to the podcast. Subscribe and like. Be a daily downloader. Don't be a selfish bitch. Have a great weekend, though. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. If you do, call Kevin. Just kidding.
Have a great weekend. We'll see you later. Goodbye.